couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Hun, we have a major metropolitan area at our disposal here. Yeah, with at least 20 mini pod courses to explore. Go away. It's been not helping. Ash, get up. Okay, let's think of Dylan's car as a genie. One that can grant us three wishes. Spin. I wish I could go eat lunch at a nice restaurant with my honey and my oldest friend. I wish we could go play mini golf. Fine. Ash, one wish to go. I wish we could go visit Terry. pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around every once in a while, you could miss it. Ooh, bow, bow. (laughs) Well, hi, everybody. It's time for your favorite Degrassi podcast, Narbos and Broomheads. And today we'll be reviewing season three, episode 20 of Degrassi, The Next Generation. I am Arlo. I will be taking hosting duties this time around. And with me today are the usual suspects. Um, let's go over to O-Town first. Hello, hello. The Queen uh, of England lives in O-Town. <laughs> oh, good. Queen of oh. England. Hope you're feeling okay. You're not, you're not oh, feeling not too so well much. right now. I'm not mm-hmm. feeling so well these days. <laughs> she could, she could literally pass away between the time we record this and the time oh, we post so. it, so. Philippe. Philippe. Uh-huh. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. That's our queen you're talking about. Who makes fun of the queen after she passes? I'm not the governor general. You're not bossing around your staff and making them complain to yeah. HR. Yeah. Them cry. Hey, that was the old governor Jen. Uh huh. Not the new one. Uh, anyways, hey. <laughs> yes, I'm Courtney. I'm here in Ottawa. It's uh, it's lovely to be with you all, and. That's all I have to say. So let's uh, head down the 416 to the 401. And who would I find? Glad you finally got your highways right. I'm very (laughs) aware that you called me out on that. Yeah. Uh, I'm Alan. I'm in Toronto. Um, Arlo, remember how you went to Juicy Dumplings and I was sad because I wanted you to go to Juicy Dumplings with me, but then you already went? I mean, we could have gone to Juicy Dumpling again. 
Well, today that- I went to Juicy Dumplings for lunch, and their famous two ninety nine six dumplings is now three ninety nine. And I thought, Escandalo. I thought, fuck you, Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's all the news in Toronto. I'm gonna pass it over to. Wait, I was about to say Barry, Ted. <laughs> hey, someone's looking at me. Hey, I'm on a podcast. That's right, it's Ted. Teddy, the only, the sole Newfoundlander on this podcast. I guess Barry just doesn't care about you guys like I care about you guys. So maybe he died. I guess I win. So Barry, you're out. Teddy's in. So uh, yeah, hello everybody. Glad to be here. Glad to be representing. Yep, that's it. That's me. And. uh yeah, it's time to podcast, I think. <laughs> I can't rap, so <laughs> and I can't sing either, so so there you go. There you have it. Let's get serious now. What are we talking about? Well, what are we talking, we're talking about? talking about the episode I Want Candy. Um I have no idea why this episode is called I Want Candy. I know, right? <laughs> um I do know that I Want Candy uh was originally recorded by the Strange Loves in nineteen sixty five. Um, and it was also horrendously recorded by Aaron Carter <laughs> in 2000. <laughs> oh, no. Was it really? It was. It okay. Was. There's another Carter? Oh. <laughs> oh. There's it two was Carters. On, it was on the Aaron's Party album, which I think was his maybe his first or second album. I'm not sure. I was a little too old for Aaron Carter at the time. So, so according to how the rest of his life turned out, you know, it was at oh. the party drugs, cocaine, <laughs> amounts of drugs. That's the candy. I, yeah, Aaron <laughs> Carter candy. is, he is my, um, like I follow him on Instagram. And I'm <laughs> Why would you do that? Cause he is a fucking constant, like car wreck. It's a cautionary I'm, tale. He is psychotic. He has tattoos on his face. Um, I, he's clearly on some sort of drug. But yeah, he is a fucking disaster. And I love it. That's well, great. He wants candy. <laughs> he got it. He got it. He but uh, yeah, in keeping with obviously the 80s music theme, this uh, is clearly named for the version by the UK band Bow Wow Wow, which was released in 1982. And Alan, do you want to tell us anything else about Bow Wow Wow or this track? Well, supposedly Bow Wow Wow, an English new wave band uh, created by Malcolm McLaren, who recruited members of Adam and the Ants to form the band. Uh, behind- and Malcolm McLaren, for those who don't know, was sort of the producer and creator of like the Sex Pistols and the New York Dolls as well. And uh, their lead singer was Annabella Lewin, who was at the time... <laughs> Ba 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 ba. Thirteen years old. <laughs> so good thing she was prancing around on the beach in a bikini and naked on the album cover. <laughs> yes, yes. Go right. Um, also, by the way, covered by Mel C of the Spice Girls. So, ooh. Oh my god. Some I mean, legitimacy. It was covered by a lot of people, but uh, Mel C was another one who covered this. That's all I got. Okay. How does? Uh, sorry. Can you explain this thirteen-year-old thing? How did that even happen? Well, I mean, that's what happened in the 80s. They're like, you can sing. Malcolm McLaren 
convinced a few members of the Ants, so Adam Ant's band, to form a new band with him as their manager or producer or whatever. And then they held like a search for a singer. And um, one of the other producers heard Annabella Lewin singing along to the radio at a dry cleaners where she worked. And he convinced her to audition for the band. And then she had a successful audition. I mean, she sounds great on the recordings. Like, it's not like she can't sing. Like, And she does not look like she's 13 or 14. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> that will hold up in court. <laughs> What she looked like she was she looked like she was at least fifteen. What do you want? Your honor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen this album cover before. I'm looking at it on my phone, like, she's quite naked. It's pretty uh what the is it called The Last of the Mohicans? It's a Yes, EP. the album is Last of the Mohicans. Wow. Crazy. I mean Wow, this maybe it was totally wild, fine, right? But you just read that situation, like thirteen-year-old with adults in a rock band in the early '80s, and I just think not good. Is it? Wow, <laughs> is she suing like the Nirvana baby penis boy is suing? Because <laughs> <laughs> she should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually read kind of a neat fact about Bow Wow Wow too is that like their like I Want Candy wasn't their first single but their first single was about um it actually got banned in the UK because it was about um like recording songs onto a blank 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 tape off the radio <laughs> and at the time that it was released that was still like a controversial practice and so the single which was actually the first song to be released as a single on a cassette tape like not a full album just a single apparently it's the first one to ever be released that way as just a single song and um it was encouraging people to record things off the radio and so it got banned and the the b-side of the single was a blank tape so that you could record songs off the radio nice yeah so i thought that was kind of a neat little (laughs) trivia nugget from Bow Wow Wow. Um, but yeah, the, both the title and the content of the song don't have anything to do <laughs> with either the A plot or the B plot. Not um, one bit. I guess I they were just like, we're out of ideas. This. Like, fuck it. <laughs> I was trying to think of an alternative title, and the best one that I came up with for an 80s song was maybe like, Don't Worry, Be Happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Um, so, much like uh, Take On Me, which was a few episodes ago, uh, this one, shall we say, is an homage, uh-huh. not a ripoff, um, to uh, the A-plot, at least, seems to be sort of an homage to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which, of course, is iconic uh, 1986 John Hughes movie. I think maybe this episode is a little lighter on the references. John Hughes is like... The- all right, I'm going to fucking sue. Like, seriously. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to roll over in my grave right now. Uh-huh. Um, I think we all noticed similarities that made it pretty clear that that's what it was going for, even though the references aren't quite as clear as they were in Take On Me. Um, and whether it ends up being a successful homage, I guess we'll find out as we uh, get into it. 
Um, the Canadian air date for this one was March 22nd, 2004, and a few months later, July 16th, 2004, for the U.S. air date, it was written by A.A. A. Ron Martin and Shelley Scarro, and the director for this one was Stefan Scaini. <laughs> Our favorite. Heard from before, mm-hmm. yeah. Hopefully we're pronouncing it right. So in the opening, um, we open on Miss Hatsalakis explaining what... The final exam will entail to her science class. Uh, Spinner is annoyed that they will have to study the entire course and not just the last semester. So I don't really know what kind of final exams Degrassi usually takes, but it seems like having to study the entire course for your final exam is kind of par for the course. Spinner is a stupid, I think, in Ted's words. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paige is annoyed that they're now being assigned a comprehension assignment as well. And she gives Miss Hatsalakis an audible eye roll. (laughs) (laughs) Such an eye roll that you can hear it through the screen. Um, Miss Hatsalakis asks Paige to take the assignment to Ashley, um, since Ashley is supposedly sick again. Oh, that's not how she says it. Uh, Yeah, she has kind of a tone to her to her voice this is the recurring theme of this episode which is i think as you said like don't worry be happy like (laughs) wasn't there a song in the 80s like get over it like so Mm -hmm. uh but she says oh like in front of the class as loudly as possible because ashley is sick again yeah she might as well have done air quotes when she said the word sick i was just gonna say that yeah expressing that's, that's the real recurring theme um, yeah. who was it that felt sick and Miss Kwan was like, why did you come to school? <laughs> well, Manny, I think. Manny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Manny was pregnant and ended up having an abortion. So good job, teacher, there. In this yeah. case, uh, Ashley is, <laughs> Ashley's not, I mean, she is sick. She is depressed and she's not going to school. And the teachers are just annoyed. That's how they treat it. So cool. Yeah. Um, let's, as we go through this, you know, this was 2004. Hopefully we've come a long way since then. I mean, well, we'll get into it. Sorry. Go. <laughs> uh, Spinner looks at the assignment and says he can't take how unfair everything is. And Paige turns to him and sneakily says that they're taking tomorrow off. And Spinner mm-hmm. nods in agreement. Did yeah. you guys have skip day at uh, your schools? Like, so when you're, I mean, this is, in my school, it was only a grade 12 thing. Um, but, and then I think in the later years, the younger grades were like, we want to do that too. But where you get near the end of the school year and every, all the kids just collectively take the day off. Yeah. Mm, that came in after we didn't do that. I don't I think. don't remember having that. We had it in my school. Uh, the two most memorable things were the grade before me was about to do skip day and the principal brought them all into the library and was like, if you do skip day, it will be really hard for me to look you in the eye when I hand you your diplomas at graduation. And then everybody skipped. Uh. <laughs> Anyways. And then... So he just wore sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and then my grade, they were like, everyone was planning skip day. So the school planned like an outdoor school sanctioned activity day instead. I guess mm. to be like, well, seeing as you're going to skip, let's do something at the school. And then everybody still skipped and left. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I think we had it, but I don't think that it made it to our grade. And again, we had grade 13 in Ontario. 
Uh, mm. Not like not like you guys. Fucker. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I have to on a on a <laughs> yeah, like, motherfucker. Totally off topic. I'm assuming nobody can hear this, but I'm in my condo in Toronto, and uh, it's a cool night outside, so I have my balcony door open, and there is someone on a balcony with their friends having a full fucking sing along acoustic guitar and like multiple singers. And I don't know. Yes. I don't know if any of you can hear it. <laughs> I wish you could. No. no. Can you bring us out there. I wish I, I could cannot. get a mic long enough to just dangle it out my window. <laughs> They'd just be sitting on the balcony, and all of a sudden, you see this microphone come down from the air. Just <laughs> yeah, but no. Anyways, is it is it Drake? It is not Drake. Uh, they're I don't know what they're singing. They're either singing songs I don't like. It doesn't sound like they're singing covers, but I don't know. Oh fuck! Nobody wants to hear an original song at a <laughs> at a sing along. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. But anyways, okay, go on. <laughs> uh, so we get the happy theme music. I know I can make it through. Uh, yes, the I next do. morning, Ooh. be the best. So the She's next, the best. <laughs> the next morning, we see that Dylan is letting Paige borrow his car for her day off. Uh, she's dropping him and Marco off at school beforehand, and of course, it has to be a convertible. Ala Ferris Bueller's day off, even though it looks like it's freezing outside. They have the top down. <laughs> Uh, Paige gives Dylan a forged note to excuse her for the day, which he will hand in for her. And Dylan makes her promise to be careful with the car and to bring it back with a full tank of gas. And she's like, but there's only a quarter tank in here. And he's just like, full tank, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Marco has an I Heart Toronto T.O. hat on here. Alan, how Ooh. many of those do you own? You live in Toronto? It's a I heart Tio. Tio. I should have gotten one when I was in Toronto. 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 I used to say Toronto, but then I saw like the movie. Uh, what was it? Uh, what was that Ben Affleck movie when he went? Um, uh, Armageddon. When he went? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. When he went to uh, Iran, he w- and um, oh, Argo. Um, Argo. 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 Yeah. Argo. And he said. He was testing him. He said, "He said, where are you from?" And, and the person said, "The hostage said Toronto." And said, "No, say Toronto. Nobody calls it Toronto." And I, I used to, call, I probably used to call it Toronto just to be Holy. proper, but it's Toronto. I, yeah, it is true. That's a hundred percent accurate. When I hear like, people say Toronto, it sounds really weird. I do it on purpose. Um, I also say Calgary on purpose. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh-huh. Calgary. I oh like saying God. Italian. Oh, stop it! This is That's the Italian dressing. Or Chicago, which is also a class, which is also a personal favorite, and just d- dip it in the conversation when the town of Chicago comes up or a Chicago team. You go, yeah, Chicago. They're really playing good this year. I like driving yeah. south to go for a road trip to Detroit. I don't know. If you- <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the proper way to say or it. buffalo like the jeans yeah. <laughs> i call i like to go visit newfoundland Uh-oh. oh my god no see that's wrong see that's wrong oh. <laughs> yeah you touched a nerve there that's racist <laughs> that's right that's right the kid uh even colbert said it the other night he was like yeah something newfoundland it's like oh why why do you do it? just 
the classic thing. It's probably cliched by now, but it's Newfoundland. Understand. Say the two together. No problem. Not Newfoundland. Not Newfoundland. (laughs) Not Newfoundland. New not found. And like, what do you do? You know, you know, hang. You do a hang tan on that found and that land that found land. Don't do that. Understand Newfoundland. That's a good one. Understand Newfoundland. Apparently, I I don't say Saskatchewan like the locals do. Oh yeah, what is there in Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. That's how people around here say it. But I'm not from here originally, so I'm like Saskatchewan. (laughs) (laughs) Ba da ba ba ba. (laughs) Got to hit all those all those syllables. Yep. Um, so meanwhile, at Spinner's, Kendra uh, and Spinner and Mrs. Mason are basically acting out the whole Ferris Bueller fake fever routine. Um, when Mrs. Mason leaves the room, Spinner dips the thermometer in his tea to raise the temperature on it. Uh, Miss Mason is fussing over him and being like, oh, my poor baby. And Kendra is playing the role of uh, Ferris's sister, Jeannie, and is trying to convince their mom that he's faking it and that it's unfair. So Mrs. Mason buys that Spinner is sick and shuffles Kendra away to school. And she goes to work at Zeller's. Where the lowest price is the law. We actually, before you came on the last episode, we talked at length about Zellers. Or sorry, the <laughs> next go. the next episode that we're about to do, we talked at length about Zellers. We even so. did Zeddy impressions. Uh, I think this, Alan was responsible for that. Here's a te- here's a teaser for next week's episode, everybody. Which NHL <laughs> legend did I see signing autographs at Zellers with no lineup <laughs> to, to meet I mean, him? Stay tuned. Technically, he wasn't signing autographs. Yeah, he was wanting to sign autographs. <laughs> He's just sitting there. Yeah. Get him a technicality. Yeah. You, so, yeah. Tune in next week to find out, everybody. Uh, as soon as Mrs. Mason leaves the room, Spinner calls Paige to come pick him up. The moment they walk out the door, like... Immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, she could just be standing there and hear him on the phone. Kind of a... It's, you know, it's done for effect i guess but it's like in real life you need to wait a little longer before making that call right so i'll like fully admit i never had i was always too much of a chicken shit to a pretend i was sick to skip school but then also like take off and go do whatever the fuck they were gonna do I never had that much nerve. Yeah, like you could fake, like faking school and staying home is one thing, but faking school yeah. and fucking partying all day is, yeah, yeah, totally different kettle of fish. Yeah. Never did it. I didn't want to do a fractions test in grade eight once, and I skipped off in the woods next to my house. Just <laughs> just me, no one else, sitting on a rock. For did you find any hours. wood porn? Did you find nope, some wood porn? Nope, not even. The empty forest and me. Sitting sitting there because I really didn't want to do this fractions test that I wasn't prepared for. Now, by the afternoon, um, I was starting to crack up a bit because I was just sitting there and you couldn't <laughs> sleep because you can't get on the ground. So I did sneak in. My mother went out for a walk and I saw her go for a walk. So I snuck in and played Mike Tyson's punch out <laughs> and was lo- looking over my shoulder going, uh, uh, come on, come on, Glass Joe, hurry up. <laughs> because, yeah, he was the first guy, but uh, I'm sure I used codes. But uh, And then anyways, I would scurry. I would play Mike Tyson's punch out and then I'd scurry back into the forest and sit on my rock until three o'clock and then walk up to the road and pretend I was getting off the bus. Was it worth it? 
I don't know. <laughs> Walk it back into your house and be like, I know fractions now. <laughs> oh, mom. Listen to. <laughs> they they hoisted me upon their shoulders and they were like, dead, dead, dead when I passed in my test. They called you the common denominator. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll put it on the fridge when we get it back. No, no. <laughs> I'm much more humble than that. I and shan't you, like, be doing that. You like made your own fake test and it's all like scribbles. <laughs> it's it's all hand good, yeah. good job, Ted. Mm-hmm. Spelled improperly at the top. <laughs> you just gave your parents a sheet with an A plus on it. And you're like, they don't hand back the whole test anymore. They just give you a paper with the grade. It's so passe. <laughs> Down at St. Edwards Elementary. <laughs> And that's haunted you for your whole life. You can't do anything with fractions. <laughs> well, no, I think the thing is, uh, I, I I think it was the thought of sitting on a rock. I just remember time slowing down and going, <laughs> what am I doing with my, what, a 13-year-old life? I'm just sitting on a rock and being so bored. It was like, this is starting to hurt. This is so boring. Like, what am I going to do? Read my books in my school bag? Like, I tried that. It's like, the math books, there's fractions in there. I don't want to see them. That's the whole reason I'm in this forest. Going to school the next day, and they're just like, oh, Teddy, we're glad you're back today. You can take that makeup fraction test on your lunch. (laughs) Well, no, if if this was like, if this was like, you know, an ironic episode of a TV show, you would spend your time learning about fractions and getting really good at them. (laughs) Like sticks, and then you're like, "Oh, I can, I like, can, yeah." You're like, "I can totally pass the fuck out of this test." Then you go to school, and they're like, "Nope, no other chances. You get a zero. But I know them now. <laughs> yeah, like three squirrels would line up next to four squirrels. Like, and I was like, and it's three quarters. And I was like, "What? Oh, it's ma- the force is speaking to me." <laughs> like, <laughs> and then you run to school like really fast from there. Yeah. I, I want candy. candy. <laughs> yeah, that song. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, back at school in the media immersion lab, uh, Snake is lecturing about SQL code or something along those lines. Um, JT leans over to Emma and starts trying to pick her brain about maybe asking Manny to the upcoming semi-formal. Uh, Emma is being a total biatched. <laughs> Absolutely. Reason. Um, just total bitch face. Can we talk later? Um, she's actually kind of a bitch to everyone in this episode. Sure is. The whole yep. episode. Um, Snake interrupts and tells them to stop talking, but JT continues to talk, and she he gets them both in trouble. And now they have to defrag all the computers at lunch as their punishment. Poor them. I mean, Emma's such a bitch in this episode. It's like... You changed, Emma. You were so different before. Unannoying and totally, like, normal and pleasant. What happened? (laughs) Where did it all go wrong? Uh Uh-huh. I just feel like every single person she talks to in this episode, she is starting at, like, a 10 of being already angry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Anyway. um, We cut to Ashley in her room singing a very emo song. Uh, I'm lost in the void of eternity. (laughs) Black hole rips me from inside out. (laughs) Yes, the uh, the song is called Lost. 
And the lyrics are, I'm lost in a void of eternity, the eye of the storm, the depth of the sea, a black hole rips me from inside out, gravity ending me. Hey, hey Chuck, it's your cousin Marvin. I got your next hit right here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so bad. So yeah, I guess she's still depressed. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's you, God, you're peeing on me. <laughs> I like I feel like we kind of got the impression that Ashley was in a better place following the rock and roll high school competition. Just with Craig. I, like she got to like sing her angry feelings and then she like was able to congratulate Craig on winning and seemed to maybe be a little bit more at peace with everything, but apparently yeah. not. Full, full disclosure. I mean, not that depression just magically gets cured, except at the end of this episode, but like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about b- uh, both sides of my mouth throughout this episode. One side is going to be people need to fucking figure out how to, you know, actually treat children who are depressed. And yes. the, uh, the other yes. side of my mouth is come on, Ashley, like. you're the worst yeah Uh, yes so as ashley's singing uh ashley's mom walks in and we learn that ashley has been missing a bunch of school um and that she's not really sick it's due to her depression so well her mom says you don't look sick so again (laughs) i'm not a mental health expert but you do not need to (laughs) not need to look at to be it overall her mom seems to be pretty supportive and understanding like, it's pretty clear that her mom knows that she's not really sick and she's allowing her to stay home again. Again, she is so. sick. <laughs> Mental. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mental mm-hmm. health is sickness. Um, but it's it's kind of refreshing to see that in one of the Degrassi parents. That <laughs> yes. She seems to be kind of supportive about it and understanding about it and recognizes that, you know, Ashley's having a hard time. And she shouldn't force her to go to school or whatever. Um, but uh, Ashley's mom is concerned that Ashley will fail if she misses more school. Um, Ashley says that she will go in on Monday. And then her mom says something cryptic about something they talked about the other day. And that it might be a good thing. Uh-huh. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, did anybody notice the poster on Ashley's wall? I did. Yes. What was it, Ted? Oh, you want me to say it? Oh, no, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> she is a... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Before I answer, let me go to the forest again for a couple of days. <laughs> and you think about this. <laughs> well, I believe that if you went to the, po- or if you went to the uh, forest and on one of the trees you saw a poster for the Sloan album Pretty Together. Yeah. Is that the one, Arlo? 20, that's the one, the very one. And it was released actually 20 years ago recently because it was 2000. It was 10, 16, uh, 2001. So what is it like October 16th, 2001? And I'm going, oh, wow, that's a long ass time ago. Uh-huh. One of my first CDs was One Chord to Another by it was my first CD. Um, that's a great album. Well, yeah, it's a banger. One yeah. Chord to Another uh, released in 1996. Oh, my God. First year university. For our American listeners, Sloan is a Canadian band. They're on Spotify. Stop listening to this podcast and go check them out. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. How many I, hits, I, like, 
do they have? So, it's amazing. So many, so many. Just fantastic songs. Yeah, like hits they're is so kind good. of a. Yeah, hits is kind of. Because I, I th- said that and I was like, mm, not so much. Yeah, but. like they're not really a band that. I mean, they did have singles, particularly off of uh, um, Navy Blues, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yes. You know, they, they ended up writing that fucking Money City Maniacs uh, single, which ended up making them a lot of money because it was used in ads and sports and all that stuff. Yes. But uh, yeah. otherwise, some stuff that you would consider radio singles, but largely just like really fucking solid albums. And I think they've probably put out about a dozen of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still around. And, and uh, if- so it's not unusual that Ashley would have a Sloan poster in her room. Um, but I was hoping. I was curious if it was maybe a little Ferris Bueller Easter egg um, as a callback to Sloan Peterson. Ah, oh, nice. But I don't know if I like Degrassi's it. that smart. <laughs> but I liked it. Um, so Spinner and Paige are sitting in the car trying to figure out what to do with their day. Um, Spinner starts suggesting bowling and mini golf. Uh, so sounds super fun. Uh, Paige's phone rings and it is Ashley calling to inquire about yesterday's homework. And Paige decides to bring Ashley along for their day Just despite question, Spinner's protests. Question the timing of this phone call. If Ashley doesn't know that they're skipping school, why would she call Paige on the phone at this point in time? I thought the same thing and then I thought maybe it's like she called at locker break time. Or whatever, like, because they go to the same school, she would know when yeah. the class is let out. And of course, I guess. Spinner is like, no, let's not do this. And I mean, I would be pissed. I, I agree. I'm like, yeah, I kind of agree with Spinner here. It's like, no, let's not third wheel this. Um, but like, you want to spend some time with your fucking <clears throat> high school girlfriend, like, not some total Debbie, Debbie Downer. Downer. I just watched Debbie Downer, Downer clips on. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I introduced my my girlfriend's kid, Sarah's kid, to Debbie Downer <laughs> about a week ago. Oh, fantastic! Ashley will get in the car and be like, "You know that everybody's dying overseas right now in the war." <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, so we cut to Ashley's room, and Paige is trying to get Ashley out of bed and to go with them. Ashley is like wrapped up in blankets. And it's just like she's Cameron. Well, when Ashley was in <laughs> Egypt, I <laughs> Ashley go. Um, my question here is: so Ashley's mom and Toby and her dad are supposedly all gone for the day. So Ashley's at home alone. So did she get up, let Paige and Spinner into the house, bring them to her room, and then go under the covers? Yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> the only explanation uh-huh just stay out there for 10 seconds yeah. i gotta go in here and yeah. then when i say okay you come in <laughs> <laughs> okay come in <laughs> so uh page says that they all get one wish on what they want to do and page says that she wants to go to a really nice restaurant for lunch with her honey and her oldest friend because page and ashley are best friends yeah (laughs) they've had such a good friendship through all of degrassi Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then uh, ashley of course is debbie downer and she's like i want to see our friend in the coma (laughs) 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 
apparently Ashley hasn't been to see Terry yet, so that's kind of shitty. But uh, they go mm-hmm. to the hospital. Terry apparently has woken up from the coma. And Ashley goes in to see her. Everything is a little bit awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ashley's just like, you look great. Uh, and a nurse comes in to change Terry's head bandage. And Ashley can't handle seeing Terry's wounds on her head. So she runs out of there and says she needs some air. So we focus on how bad this situation is for Ashley, not the person yeah. with the massive head wound who has come out of a <laughs> yeah, coma. Um, also, this scene, <laughs> after this, Terry dies on the way back to her home planet. Oh no! Uh, is that it? That's it. That's like, it. Is this? Wow, that's amazing. Yep. <laughs> oh, it, wow. Just like the worst oh, wow. send off for a character ever. And of course, the story I believe when Terry's mentioned down the road is just she's in private school now. It's like yeah. she's sailing the maybe, islands with her dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. All in air quotes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's gone. She gone. Yep. That's it. So mm-hmm. back at Degrassi, Emma and JT are defragging the computers. Um, and it, you don't, I, I don't even, I don't know what defragging is. It's defragmentation, right? I think so. I don't know anything. And apparently, I, I don't think you have to do it anymore. It's like something <laughs> you used to have to do. I've never defragged a computer. I hope you don't have to do it. <laughs> uh, physically, or wait, organizing the contents of the mass storage device you use to store files into the smallest number of regions. I think it's, I think it's basically like, um, uh, like trying to. Uh, I don't know anything about computers. You know what? I'm just gonna <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm into JT or defragging the computers. Uh, Alex is using one to shop for track pants. And uh, Emma nice. asks her to move so she can defrag it, but Alex won't move and gives her sass. Um, um, point of order here. So, what do you mean by track pants? I don't know, you, like big baggy sweatpants sweat or something. That's what it looks no, like. No, my 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 back, my back story is tightweight pants. <laughs> I call like jogging pants, like you know, like the light gray. Like I so call pants. them track pants. Okay. And I get in trouble by a lot of people who say they're jogging pants or they're sweatpants. Track pants are the ones that you wear and like rip off, like like wind pants sort of thing. I mean, I, that's what kind of what I was thinking of when I wrote the term track pants is kind of these like made out of like windbreaker material kind of thing. And those were popular for people to wear at about this time. Yes. But I, I, I guess... I've, I use the term interchangeably, like sweatpants, I call track pants, and I get hmm. in a lot of trouble oh, for that. A lot sweat of trouble. Pants sweatpants. Come on. What? Something you want to talk about? <laughs> Tell us. Sweatpants or sweatpants? Who's, who's, Let's not laugh. I think I more commonly refer to like the like sweatpants as sweatpants, but I don't think track pants is that far off. I always, like track pants is what I say for jogging pants, sweatpants, whatever. They're all track pants. Pajama pants. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Parachute pants. Judge, hammer pants. Judges. Stirrup pants. will allow it. <laughs> yep. Stirrup pump, uh, uh, pajama pants. Pants uh, on fire. So, uh, Alex won't move. JT goes to defrag Snake's computer and discovers Snake's will. Uh, in a school where, 
Yeah, we've already earlier in the season established that there are computer security issues in this school. And now teachers just like, I'll just leave my unprotected computer open for the children um, without well, me in the room. Well, and we know that there, there is password protection technology because Toby got in trouble for cracking the password mm -hmm. for Radish's computer or whatever. So, like, password protection is available. <laughs> I guess I not. wonder what Radish's password was. You don't give a fuck. He's not there. Thirsty. Portuguese chicken Thirsty. sandwiches. <laughs> um, so he, JT discovers as well. And Emma is immediately like, how can I most effectively and completely insert myself into this situation and make it all about me? Let me jump to conclusions <laughs> without asking any questions. Um, and I can be, and how can I be miserable to everybody around me before I figure out what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> cool. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so we're back to the Truant crew, who are at the only restaurant that exists in Toronto. And we will see this restaurant again later in, an, in a later episode. Mm -hmm. So that is indeed correct. Everybody in town goes to this restaurant. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. not many. I've been to Toronto. There's not many restaurants there. <laughs> so you know, you know, ever ever since Le Bistro closed down, that was the old restaurant that everybody went to. This is the new one. Oh, I love Le Bistro. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. great, great time. This one's this one's Italian though, not French. So where's Marco's uh, dad? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's my favorite <laughs> restaurant. All the ladies there. I want to. I want to hump like them all. The ladies, my, right? my son Marco, you're like gonna hump all the ladies at the, the restaurant. <laughs> Again, this is a little bit of a, a callback to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where they dine in a fancy restaurant, um, as Abe from in the Sausage King of Chicago. Uh -huh. um, but anyway, Spinner is basically being an idiot in the restaurant, and Ashley is basically being a total buzzkill. And the only waiter in Toronto yes. uh, approaches their table. His name is Andrew, by the way. Uh, he approaches their table to take their order. And Spinner tries to get a beer, but Andrew isn't having it and gives them all ginger ale. And then Ashley, again, being a huge buzzkill, says that seeing Terry made her lose her appetite. Andrew, uh, Andrew, by the way, who has previously appeared, he was the... <laughs> As Marco's dad the, called him, limp-wristed waiter from the previous yes. episode. So yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yep. also the fruity boy. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that's exactly good it. job, Marco's dad. Yeah. So there is there is one <laughs> restaurant in Toronto with one waiter. So it's great. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Paige tries to reason with Ashley that being a big downer isn't very helpful, and Ashley kind of lays into her. And it's just like, you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> and basically says that everything is shit and that Degrassi is cursed, which, like, based on the events that have taken place at Degrassi, she might be right. She's the first one, right? It's like, the of all the times we've been watching Degrassi, this is the first moment. Yes. It's like, where where it's like when Neil realizes that he's in the Matrix, like that moment. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you realize this as well. It's like the breaking of the fourth wall gone. Fuck, we're all cursed. It's like we're on some <laughs> stupid TV show. Yeah. Built on an ancient burial ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're digging um, so... through the dirt and they found a fedora. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's cursed. <laughs> this is the, the tale of the ancient dick hat. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. 
so Ashley reveals that next year she's going to a different school. Dun, dun, dun. Bye. <laughs> we very yeah. obviously cut to commercial. Mm. And when we get back from commercial, uh, Ashley is apparently in the bathroom, possibly crying her eyes out. Uh, Paige is annoyed with Spinner because he seems very happy that Ashley is transferring to another school. Uh-huh. Um, she says that Ashley is her friend and that she had a really tough year, which is pretty rich coming from Paige. <laughs> literally tried to destroy Ashley's entire life mm-hmm. just last year. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. last year. Like she was responsible for half of everything that happened. Um, Ashley <laughs> comes rushing back and she tells them that Mr. Radich is there. And <laughs> They look over, they see Radich on a lunch date with a blonde woman. We see the back of the woman's head. I just and... love that Radich has left school for a date where he clearly is like, <laughs> wants to have some afternoon delight. I'm like, that's yeah. so Radich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Day drinking with this lady. <laughs> Radich, yeah. you dirty dog, you. <laughs> he met her on Ashley Madison. <laughs> well, this actually brings us to one of season three's deleted scenes, which you can find on YouTube. Um, and where exactly this fits, this deleted scene fits into this episode, I'm not sure, but it's definitely from this episode. But it is Mr. Radich and Miss Hatsalakis making out in his car outside of the school and they stop making out when they hear a sound and they kind of look around like they're you know realize that you know it's not safe here right and Radich then suggests that they use separate entrances to re-enter the school and Miss Hatzalakis agrees that that is a good idea so the woman that he's on a date with in the restaurant is actually Miss Hatzalakis wow is it actually the actress yeah like is it her Yeah, they're making out in his car. And I can't recall if this relationship comes into play at all in the next season or if they just, like, abandoned the idea and that's why that scene was cut. But I guess we'll see. I don't recall it it being a thing. I mean, there's an important thing that happens with the two of them in the next season, but it's not about a relationship, so. I wonder if they just dropped the idea. They were like, nah. Nah, fuck it. We don't need the t- teachers. Don't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you see the back of like the woman's head or whatnot, and you're thinking, "Oh, that's Miss Hutzelakis," like you can t- you can tell it's her hair. Like yeah, and the deleted scenes, it's in there. Um, so. Can we also talk about how she could do so much better? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, he's, he's the principal. Lately. Yeah, he likes powerful men. Oh yeah. Whatever. She could hook up with like a wallfish. She could hook <laughs> up with like a snake. A wallfish is pretty good. Uh huh. A snake. Uh, so, words. since uh, Radich is there in the restaurant, Paige, Spinner, and Ashley run out of there so they won't get caught. Um, once they're outside, they realize that no one has paid. They consider going back into pay, but they're afraid they'll be caught by Radich if they do. And we see that Andrew, the waiter, is pissed that he got dined and dashed. And they're like, well, it doesn't matter because we'll never go back to the only restaurant in town. (laughs) We'll never be hungry again. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. We then get a montage uh, to a song called Elvis by Super Garage of uh, Spinner Page and Ashley playing mini golf, going to a movie, going to an arcade, and of course, because Ferris Bueller, going to an art gallery. 
Uh, Spinner has finally had enough of Debbie Downer. They bicker and Spinner storms off. Paige has also had enough of Debbie Downer Mm -hmm. and tells Mm -hmm. Ashley to lighten up. And she pretty much tells Ashley that Craig cheated on her, not because he was horny, but because Ashley sucks. Yeah, like, (laughs) it's like, you may as well just put his dick right in Manny's mouth. Like, it's just (laughs) your fault. Yeah. (laughs) Just like it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, after all this. So here's the last, like, this this is supposed to be the point, too, right? Like, where Ashley is told how things really are, which is... You're depressed because of you. So, mm-hmm. good lesson. <laughs> yes. No yeah. one wants to hang out with you because yeah. you're depressed. Yeah. And this, uh, uh, this again, carries on the theme where Craig is, is not guilty of anything. Um, like, Manny is punished for being a slut. Ashley's punished for being too boring. Yep. And a prude. And a prude. Uh, but Craig's fine. I agree. Craig, perfect gentleman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he so. likes photographs. Yeah, he likes taking pictures. <laughs> oh, this is pretty good. You go, guy. Yeah, do your thing. Also, could we, could we possibly say that this episode is called like Paige and her and her wards day out because it's just like her taking Spinner out on the town like she's his personal guardian. <laughs> like I don't know, just my. I thought. mean, it's kind of uh, like Paige's, zero chemistry. Paige is sort of calling i mean she's playing the part of ferris bueller right yes. spinner is kind Fair. of playing the part of sloan peterson and then uh ashley's kind of playing the part of cameron yeah i remember the part where <laughs> where ferris said to cameron like your girlfriend fucked other people because you're boring that was my favorite part of that movie <laughs> <laughs> so. i love that yeah, and Result. then they were on the f- next thing. They were on the float. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> singing a, a twist and shout, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. I love that love that movie. Same thing. Uh, so Paige tells Ashley that she can try to run away to another school, but that won't help her from being the worst. Uh, that's right. Like, you can't get away from being shit. You're just gonna have other boyfriends who fuck other girls the rest of your <laughs> life, no matter what school you're in. It's great. Mm-hmm. You're useless. You're garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh You're lucky I'm your friend. Nobody else would want you. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't that good. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't want you. I just didn't want you to embarrass yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to tell you this, but it's not just because you're a niner. You're really bad. (laughs) <laughs> go back uh, and back listen to our go back and listen to that episode everybody from the grassy yeah. eye uh with scott and uh kathleen anyways continue so back back at Degrassi, emma is stalking the halls looking for snake and is being a giant biatch to everyone who crosses her path uh alex chooses this moment to start some shit with her and throw some garbage oh, at yeah. her awesome and which, emma, I, which i love so much uh in capital letters i wrote alex is all of us <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Team Alex. Yeah. I wrote, fuck yeah, Alex. <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, Emma is not in the mood, and she basically starts to manhandle Alex and then knees her right in the face. Oh, there's a, cu- there's a collar oh. and elbow tie-up, and then there's lots of kind of grappling, and then Emma throws that fucking yes. knee right to her face. And for, mm-hmm. and well, for and her troubles, Alex yes. then backhands Emma across the face. Oh, fucking wonderful. This, 
Street Fighter. Like this is a guile upper knee <laughs> to the face that Emma gives her. Like, vroom, like that lightning knee <laughs> yes. in Street Fighter Two. Oh, sweet, hits it. Um, should should also know sure like a girl fight happening with lots of grappling and throwing people against lockers and stuff like that. Should also know, by oh. the way, that as Emma's doing her search, we get a quick appearance of Mr. Perino, so... Just... And Mr. <laughs> uh, Perino breaks it up as well. Mr. Perino, gangster teacher! So... <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yeah. Oh, I want to hear more about that. Oh, uh, there'll be more. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we cut to, I guess, the mall... And Ashley, Spinner, and Paige uh, have stumbled upon an Elvis impersonator contest. And we are treated to actual Elvis impersonator Marcus Wells singing How Great Thou Art. And he is billed as Big Elvis. Uh, They are in a mall. There are a bunch of people watching, including kids. And I'm like, this is a weekday. Like, we know school is (laughs) happening. The three heroes of this episode have skipped, but... Apparently, this is the time to do the Elvis impression contest at the mall with a big crowd. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as Pinner and Pedro are standing there talking in front of the stairs, did anyone else notice like the weird cat statue behind <laughs> Spinner and Paige? No, but I do want to hear about it. What is that? It's so weird. I couldn't figure out what was behind them. It, like, it looks like stairs, but then there's a weird cat statue in the middle of them, and I'm just like, is that not stairs? Is that just a backdrop? What is this? I was hoping someone else noticed it. But anyway, Spinner and Ashley are still bickering. And uh, Spinner calls Ashley the queen of doom. Uh, Ashley tells Paige and Spinner to sit down and that she will get them a snack. That's not somebody like your your mom would say that. I'll get you a snack. But your friends wouldn't say, I'm going to go buy you all a snack. Like you would have specific requests of what you want to eat. It's true. And snack snack has a completely different meaning these days. <laughs> she comes back with a stud. It's yeah, like, this is my, this is my snack. <laughs> Said that's fine. You'll you'll we'll be on a podcast in twenty twenty one. You'll understand it, then, kids. <laughs> that was all this weird crossover and stuff. Yeah. I'm assuming you're referring to a snack being like uh like a a, a, a hot. Me, I'm a snack. You can say it. Yeah, <laughs> just say Alan. No, no. Just admit it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was referring to a, a man named Snack. <laughs> 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 Don't call me Mister Snack. Mister Snack is my father, and he lives in Florida. <laughs> just call me Snack. Yeah. Okay. I'm friends with meat. You're like okay, Snake. It's pronounced snack. Snack. En français, s'il vous plaît. So we, we cut to Emma, who now has a black eye, and uh, Snack comes in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and rather than expressing her concern, she's just a total fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, fuck. I thought we were done with secrets. You're going to die. So fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, for yeah. real. Yeah, like he's gonna die. When he was gonna tell her that the chemo failed. So but it's he about tells her. her that the doctor just told him to be prepared. Like, first of all, you don't have to be dying to have a will. What? <laughs> and second, <laughs> if she genuinely believed in this moment that the chemo failed and he was actually dying, her first reaction is 
being angry that he didn't tell her right away. <laughs> You're dying mm-hmm. and you didn't tell me? Fuck you, dad. Yeah, like these are messed up priorities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, he says that, uh, he, that day he'll be getting the results from the chemo and he'll find out if it worked or not. And now Emma will be going with them to get the results. Great. <laughs> Please doc, Please give me you, cancer. Don't you care yeah. about snake's diagnosis? Snake's just like, Look what I'm dealing with here. Yeah. He's like, just tell me it's over. Please <laughs> remove me from this mortal coil. <laughs> Uh, back at the Elvis contest, uh, we have uh, Little Elvis, who is played by a guy named, guy named uh, Paul Fracassi, um, and he nice. is singing Amen. Um, this guy was on Canadian Idol, season four and five. Oh, nice. FYI. Mm. Uh, nice. Apparently, he did not make the cut. It seems like he made the top 22 on season five, but didn't make it much past that, so... Um, I tried to find his audition on YouTube to see if he was still doing like an Elvish shtick at that point, but I wasn't able to find anything. So there you go. And he's still making music in Toronto. So off to find him. Good job, little Elvis. Bars are opening again. Concerts are out. I will find one (laughs) for this person. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, remember that time when you were on Degrassi, the next generation? (laughs) You were, you were Elvis. Remember that? Remember that? Did you do you know Spinner? Is Paige like a bitch or what? <laughs> like for real though, for real. Just tell me. Yeah. Uh, so Paige and Spinner are sitting there watching the contest. Uh, Ashley's been gone for twenty minutes. They are then surprised when they announce her. Humble Howard, who is a Canadian radio personality, uh, announces that Elvira, Queen of Doom is up next and it turns out to be Ashley who has procured an Elvis costume and instead of singing an Elvis song she somehow has a rock and rolled up backing track for her song Lost uh-huh. and she sings it Elvis style and it's like oh that kooky Ashley see she can have fun after all and the crowd mm-hmm. loves it and now she's better like why yeah. <laughs> therapy drugs support wow. Who needs it? Go to the mall, sing like Elvis. Problem solved. We have cured yeah, like, depression. Bye bye depression. Yeah. yeah. What? What the like, big pharma doesn't want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> and the steps that, that Alan just outlined. Yeah. I don't understand how this came to be. As <laughs> what are you talking about? It seems totally plausible to me. Again, I need to be in the writer's room where they're like, okay, we need to figure out a way to get Ashley out of her depression. Any idea? <laughs> like, let's brainstorm. What cures depression? <laughs> uh, I got an idea. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's 2003 when they wrote this, probably. This came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. They're like, um, I don't know, kids like Elvis, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> he's still Not a thing. Just makes Spinner say he likes him. Yeah, B- Spinner like, even says so. He's like, I like Elvis. Yeah, like, what the fuck? What show am I watching here? Yeah. Like, why would he like Elvis? Like, that makes zero sense. Like, they're like, okay, so they're gonna skip school for the day. What should they do? Anybody? Uh, uh, Elvis. <laughs> Elvis uh, contest. Yeah. In the mall in the <laughs> afternoon. That's- in the mall. Uh, 
Sloan poster. <laughs> like, I'm Sloan. Oh, this cocaine is really not good. It's not high quality. I was baffled. I don't. I don't get it. Um. So we cut to uh, Doctor Moragoda's office. Um. And uh, Doctor Moragoda is played by uh, Sugith Verugis, and. If you watch Canadian television, you may know him from any number of places. So, recurring character on Kim's Convenience, recurring character on Little Mosque. He's done extensive voice work for Clifford the Big Red Dog. He's basically worked super steadily on Canadian TV for years. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, Snake is getting the results back. Snake, Spike, and Emma are... Overjoyed to hear that the cancer has gone into remission and everybody cries happy tears, except for Jack, who is basically just an inanimate loaf. <laughs> Sitting there like a real jerk. <laughs> Fucking baby doesn't even care. <laughs> Little asshole. Fucking inanimate loaf. They're <laughs> like a snack is, snack is going to be okay and he doesn't, Jack doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Snack and, and then jack. Like, <laughs> How should we celebrate? I know. Let's go to the mall for the Elvis impersonation. <laughs> the end. We have two the options. Weekly. <laughs> yes, the Elvis impersonation or the restaurant. The uh, or the town restaurant. restaurant. Le Bistro. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no. Andrew isn't working today. He's in the Elvis impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Uh, they, they close the restaurant. <laughs> so in the next scene, we're back to uh, Ashley in her room. Ashley's mom is pissed at her because she wasn't there when she got home. And Ashley is all giddy, and I guess her depression is cured now because she won third place in the contest. And talks so, like Elvis. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I'm sorry, little yeah. lady." I'm like, "I talk like Elvis now. I'm happy." <laughs> Yeah, she's like but, things uh, are things are going to end Ash- very well for me, just like they did for Elvis. I'm going to die on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert: Ash- Ashley's mom seems happy that her daughter is smiling for once. So we end that little nugget. Depression <laughs> is not a thing anymore. Go with to her depression being cured. All right. Mm-hmm. So Paige and Spinner are leaving to pick up Dylan. They talk about how the day ended ended up on a good note, even though Paige got a parking ticket on the car. Yeah, and then they drive away. They drive off into the sunset. Everyone's happy. Yep. Great episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah, I think... I don't know how successful this is as an homage to Paris Bueller's Day Off. I think a lot like Take On Me... The themes and characters that are really developed over the course of an entire movie have to be have just been crammed into 22 minutes and really just scratch the surface. And then you get the depression is magically cured. Get it. Although, to be fair, in Fairless Bueller's Day Off, like Cameron's depression is kind of magically cured, too. That was the 80s. By Elvis? Elvis. That was the 80s. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but is it sad that she actually has depression or is it just she's feeling down in the mouth type, you know, sorry I mean, for herself? Because it could it could actually be that because we do kind of jump to 
depression, which was that's, I think, what the the writers were setting up. But then they kind of pulled up short and just said, nah, she has depression, but she got better. Well, and also remember mm-hmm. her mom earlier said that thing we talked about. Spoiler alert. It's never revealed. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask about that. OK, so that's nope. N- never touched on. That's nope. the yeah. I thought she's going to be transferring schools. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, me too. That she was leaving Uh, the grassy next year. I was assuming it would be something about going to therapy. And now that she did the Elvis thing instead, her parents are like, all right, saved a lot of money. It's great. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I mean, I, I, you know, I think you're right, though, Ted. Like, she doesn't. I mean, she's not necessarily clinically depressed. Yeah, like, because she could be just stuck in a rut. And I mean, well, I or guess, other things like anxiety, yeah. right? Like it seems yeah, like she sure. has a lot of anxiety about going to school for whatever reason. Like maybe she's really anxious mm-hmm. that she'll see Craig and then she'll have bad feelings and like that kind of thing. It's faking. What? She's, she's faking, faking, faking. faking depression. <laughs> faking. Exactly. I mean, that's what I mean. People mm-hmm. around her are not saying that she's faking necessarily, but they're all kind of like, or oh, you're just exaggerating. Like. Well, it did come out. This is a cursed world. Yeah. <laughs> like she did break the fourth wall. I mean, again, she's, like the Truman Show. She's the one like, that knows. Yes, this is cursed. Everyone's fucking cursed here. Yeah. I'm cursed. Everyone's cursed. So I can understand why she devolves into a, a just laughing, like cackling at the end of the show. Going, <laughs> yeah, thanks, little mama. <laughs> so it's actually a very cursed. dark ending, cursed. possibly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're cursed. Everyone is doomed. Everyone is cursed. There. I guess I better act like Elvis. <laughs> it's like okay, cool. So that's like good job, the grassy. The darkness has overcame. Wow, amazing. <laughs> I just thought this episode was insane. It seemed like, <laughs> uh-huh. like it seemed semi-normal till about the halfway mark, and then things just got crazy <laughs> it's like the fucking shrooms kicked in <laughs> and that's how the rest of the like you know elvis got it yeah yeah the writer's room would have been interesting for this one right again they're just like all right then they find elvis okay just go stick with go it go with it yeah yeah, like yeah, how can we how can we get her out of her depression? What are some believable storylines? She gets better. <laughs> she goes to therapy. Um, I mean, talk, I will say to that trusted friend. Yeah. No, like, no. Ferris, Ferris and Sloane were much better friends to Cameron than Paige and Spinner. Paige is Ashley. terrible. Like, like at no time in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Did Ferris and Sloan like a, get fed up with Cameron? You know, like Ferris didn't just no. leave Cameron on the bottom of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Ferris, I, the, your, your mind. they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give us anything. Like Paige is just cruel and mean and mugging at people. You go, you're a terrible person. Like, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Why would anybody want to hang out with her, her and her ward? Like, you know, it's crazy. Like, why? Ugh. She's just a terrible. She, she never has anything that's, like, redeeming about her. Why do people hang out with her? Cursed universe. Ah, yeah, that's, that's why. There's the ticket. Look, hun. That's it. Hun. 
<laughs> we have a I major mean, metropolitan uh, area at our disposal. There's one <laughs> restaurant. Let's go. <laughs> I'm terrible. I actually like think of all of the missteps that we point out. Like Paige, to me, makes sense. Like there's always a queen bee in um, a school setting that everybody wants to like, or everybody wants her to like you for no reason whatsoever. Like there's no redeeming qualities about this person. It's just she's established herself as like the queen bee. So people just want her to like them for no reason. Yeah. Well, or she'll Paige ruin is, your life. <laughs> exactly. Paige is like, I'm the human embodiment of like cancer. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> as dark as that is. Yeah. Uh. Well, but, like, I feel like they really, again, missed the mark. And I've said this a few times with the continuity of the storylines, like out of the blue, all of a sudden, Ashley can't even can't even go to school. And where did that come from? Like, it just appeared. I do. I find this episode a little bit odd because, I mean, for a few reasons, obviously. But, like, I, as I was doing sort of research for some of these episodes, I learned that the final episode of this season, which will be coming up in a couple of weeks, was supposed to be a two-parter. And they ended up changing it so that they could fit I Want Candy into the season. And in my mind, mm. I'm just like... Why? <laughs> I, I have two comments. Number one, same as you. Why? Number two, we're going to get to that last episode of the season. Did not need two parts. <laughs> well, from what I read, like the, well, we'll get into it when we get to the power of love, but um, it was supposed to be a different storyline. <laughs> and we, we will discuss it. Um, but yeah, I don't know why you would try to shoehorn this episode into the season it doesn't seem that important like i said like we always we already sort of saw ashley come to be a little bit more at peace um in rock and roll high school and i don't know that it was necessary to rehash that she was feeling bad mm. um yes. i guess we did need to get a resolution to this snack storyline but you could have done that in the last two-parter if you did a two-parter at the end you could have done that right because the the last episode the last episode does focus on snack a little bit and (laughs) so (laughs) Um, Um, i you know i i didn't think this was a terrible episode but it it didn't really i don't like i just don't know why you would go out of your way to include it anyway um, what do we have next week? What we, do we have our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our... Yeah. Our house. Uh, no. In the middle of our... His house. I'm sure but nobody... House. I'm sure no one's going to be saying that in the next episode. Oh, snake. There we go. Snake. Snake. I'm a slithery little snake a snake. I'm so slithery and sneaky because I'm a snake. There you go. There's snack. Sorry. Nice. One of my <laughs> one of my favorite uh, TikTok clips that I discovered. That's probably like ten years old, but I discovered it recently. So fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Love it. Yeah. Anyway, right, well, I guess uh, out of five. I guess that's it for this week. Uh, I'm Arlo. You can follow me on Instagram at a r l o e s c o t t. Alan, uh, slip with five eyes on all the social medias. Follow us at Narbos Podcast on Twitter. 
and at Narbos and Broomheads podcast on the Insta. Yeah, and I'm Teddy Boy at Ted at Sewa3 on the Instagram machine. Come on over and see me. Look at my dog, Linda, the unofficial, oh. possibly official mascot of the podcast, as Courtney huh. said. Aw. Works for me. Well, so she said, now, yeah, sure. Well, no, we got Tanuki over in uh, Regina. It's canon now. It's canon. <laughs> <laughs> but what about Sugar and Squirrel? Sugar D-Cat. Yeah, Sugar D-Cat's around D-cat. here somewhere. All right, well, thanks for joining us, everybody. We will catch you next time. Peace. Bye. Later. See you next time, baby. Well, I just said I'll go get my love. I would never do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about Caroline. I would never get girls out of my house. Maybe I would. I would walk around and got makeup. Just to get the car my dreams. Everyone thinks I'm so good. I would make me have to go. Yeah, oh.